0: Welcome, dear Sojourner, to Our Little Space in the Void, Unseen Fiction. We are attempting to fill the void with speculative fiction from South Asia. In our third episode, we present two stories of anguish and existence, featuring comesis and Entheogenesis. Between the pandemic and our lives, time is short, and so are our stories. Stay a while. And listen. Our contributors this week are Rathi and Karan. Fairest of Them All by Rathi. Noah woke up with a start. She had an interview today and she was hoping to get this job. At the age of 27, she was still unemployed, single, and living with her parents. She desperately needed the job, but she had got the same response everywhere she had applied. See, we want someone who will fit well with the team, and not stand out like a sore thumb. Frankly speaking, you don't look like us at all. Noah knew she looked different. Her mother had gorgeous skin that shone in the sun and was the colour of dark chocolate. Her father was even prettier with his hazel-coloured eyes. Her brother was the pageant winner for five continuous years and spent more time tending to his olive-coloured skin than anything else. Unfortunately for Noah, she was born with pale blonde hair, ocean blue eyes and skin as pale as the snow. On the day of her birth, mother said, the nurses had tried consoling her, saying, Babies change colour over time, your baby will get her golden brown skin soon. But her skin remained white, and her parents named her Noah. Beauty should be there at least in the name, they reasoned. As a child, she hated going out with her mother. One look at her and everyone would start suggesting treatments and skin creams. Once an aunt had locked her up in a tanning room longer than normal in the hope she'll catch some colour. Noah had to be rushed to the hospital for second degree burns. Her skin healed but remained pearly white. Her grandmother fed her black coffee five times a day. Noah turned insomniac, but her skin remained pale and stubborn. School and college were different hellholes altogether. Bullied for her skin color, she was called several nicknames through the years. The very demeaning Snow White stuck with her for ages. She couldn't wrap her head around how anyone could compliment and insult her at the same time, but then, she encountered something… worse. After a steamy session, her first boyfriend kept stroking her skin. He said it was on his to-do list to hook up with a white skin. The complete lack of melanin turned him on like crazy, he added. "Noah left his house, confused and feeling very disgusted. After college, Noah had tried online dating, but not many swiped right on her. The ones who did were the likes of her first boyfriend fetishizing her skin color and her look noa let the shower wash away all the ugly memories today would be a different day she hoped she hesitated while reaching out to her usual body wash her brother had bought her a special lotion very very dark it had canthaxanthin and carotenoid he said he had got it specially made for her to darken her skin she remembered being devastated by the gift Today is the day, she thought, reaching for very, very dark. Today is the day. Rathi says about herself, My one-party trick is to tell stories and make you fall in love. Contact her at I-R-A-T-Triple-Z on Twitter. What About K by Karan Nagarajan Waiting in his room behind a cigarette, all he could think was if he'd like to eat outside or at home. He couldn't wait any longer, it had been a long day, running around to get the forms and registrations for his new semester done. He had just scooped up some time to get back for a bath before he could go over to meet her. When will she call, damn it? He exclaimed to himself, putting the cigarette out in the corroded Threpton box. He turned over and turned up the volume. Tool was playing and began to slowly drift away with smoke filling the room. The new neon green bulb he had brought had been more than just a psychedelic friend to him. Seemed like a cold boring night ahead if the net didn't get any better. Every day he prayed. Valve were such gods to have created Dota 2, although S2 were the ones who were getting him through the wait for it. He wasn't quite certain where or what he would be when Dota 2 would come out, with his college just getting over and the requirement of a job to facilitate his survival. The mattress, like time, had slowly slipped away from under him as he ashed the joint. The matter for the present was neither net had gotten better nor had she called, a matter of utmost concern. At once a joint needed to be rolled and smoked to spend the time thinking what should be done. Is there food at home? He stormed into the kitchen. There was rice, samdal, dal, murukuz, oreos. He reached out and ripped the cover open and popped two of them straight into his mouth. It was only 11.30pm. At 2am the net would get better. He retreated back to his room, sneering at the grass. I will not fight you. The grass replied, Give yourself to the dark side. It is the only way you can save your brain. Yes, your thoughts betray you. Your feelings for them are strong, especially for… me. You have a bored mind. Your feelings have now betrayed it too. Your sanity was wise to hide you from me. Now his failure is complete. If you will not turn to the dark side then maybe it will… Unlike Star Wars, there wasn't an epic lightsaber battle going to ensue in his bedroom, but a simple battle between the mattress and the lit joint. Where were you? Where the fuck were you? He sang, his tone mind telling him he sounded like David Gilmore, while Winamp switched to the aching cries of Maynard James Keenan. Who are you to raise your finger? He checked the time. It read 1.42am, which destroyed all the patience he had. Bundling his pillows, he turned to his laptop to wait the last 20 minutes out. The phone buzzed with Peter Griffin singing, Can't touch this. It was her. She wanted to meet Mary J. He put on his jeans and sweatshirt and closed the main door behind him. He didn't come back that night, or the next morning. He had taken the college bag and Mary Jay with him. I had never left this house nor spoken to him. He did not know I existed or so I believed. But I'm sure he had, at times, looked straight at me and seen me for who I was. I was powerless then unable to do anything but stare right back at him, wondering if that was how I looked. Karan's bio reads, Sorry ladies, I'd love to stay, but I've got a job to do. Twice a month, Unseen Fiction brings you speculative flash fiction crafted in South Asia. You can subscribe here, or follow us on Twitter at Unseenfic for updates. We are currently accepting stories here. If you would like to get in touch about collaboration, narration, sponsorship, or feedback, you can DM us on Twitter or email Unseenfic at gmail.com. This episode's music is Cyberpunk City by Kraft AMT. Thank you, and see you next time.